Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, Jesus.
blessing. Bless the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Are you glad you're saved? Praise the Lord. So am I. Bless him. You know, while we were singing that chorus, or those choruses, you know, a scripture came to me that has lived with me for quite a few months. And you know, God began to speak to me, and I'll tell you what he told me. Hast thou not known, hast thou not heard, that the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, fainteth not, neither is weary. Bless him. There is no searching of his understanding. He giveth power to the faint, and to them that have no might, he increaseth strength. Even the youth shall faint, and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. But they that wait upon the Lord, they that wait upon the Lord, shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not faint. Praise his wonderful name. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, bless him. Oh, bless you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. You know, tonight, folks, we've come in this place that we, we, that we may wait on the Lord, that he may renew our strength. Bless his wonderful name. You know, we walk through it, we walk with him, don't we, throughout the week. But when we come together, when we come together to praise him, when we come together to lift up our hearts toward him, then we are strengthened. Praise his wonderful name. You know, the religious man would have us go through a form and an order that only edifies this earthly body. Bless his wonderful name. But you know, the Lord should have us wait upon him that we may have our strength renewed. You know, there's no strength. You know, religion isn't a man. This is how it came to me. You know, religion isn't a man. We don't condemn the man for what he is. You know, religion is a spirit. Religion is a spirit of self-justification, a spirit of self-aggrandisement. It is not a spirit of humility, a spirit of charity, long-suffering, meekness. You know, it's none of these things. You know, a spirit of religion is something that is puffed up, that vaunteth itself, that doesn't love others, that envies, that goes after things but you know I thank God that the Spirit of God is those things that it says in the first in the, in the first few verses of the chapter of Corinthian Corinthians for the Spirit of, of I'll read it to you you know it's wonderful to me that God is there that God has put in store for us such wonderful truths in this book you know I never used to read my Bible very much at all I used to think well you know it's okay but the spirit I've, I've read bits of the Bible and the spirit of God can quicken it to me and and the spirit of God can reveal to me what he wants me to know but you know I find this like you know the old well like like a match this is like a match or rather I'm like a match, and this is like the tinderbox. When the two come together, there's a spark, 
And you know, all of a sudden, the Spirit of God takes over and there's a flame. And you know, and that's how God deals with us, I believe. You know, he brings things into our lives, not only this, but other things as well, that act against us as, as a rubbing stone, if you like. There's a spark, the Spirit of God comes in, there's a flame, revelation comes, and you know, we're richer for it. Amen. You know, and the wonderful thing about it is, you know, that when a match has been burned, it is spent. It is spent. You know, and Jesus wants us to be spent. He doesn't want us to be there in all our glory, in all what we've done. But, you know, he wants us to be there, doesn't he? He wants us to be spent so that people may see what Jesus has done for us, what Jesus has done in our lives. Not that there is a great red shining head on top of a beautiful wooden stick, but, you know, that there is... A life there that is spent for God. Not that you've gone running hither and thither, trying to do what you feel God wants you to do, but that you've bowed yourself to the will of the Father. You know, Jesus, when he came, didn't he? We've said this many times. Jesus, when he came, spent himself to the will of the Father. He allowed the Father to do with him as he would. But, you know, I, and I thank God for that. I thank God that when revelation comes to us, you know, a bit more of this old Adam is spent. Bless his wonderful name. You know, he's bringing us to the manifestation of the sons of God. He's bringing us to the fullness of a stature of a man in Christ Jesus. You know, the spirit of religion is not these things, but the spirit of Christ is. You know, this scripture came to me during the week and I thought, yes, you know, all the things really that we ought to be, like uh, Paul said, you know, we labour to do things and we find the things that we don't want to do, we are doing, and the things that we, we, we do want to do, we're not doing. But, you know, as the Spirit of God comes in and as the Spirit of God takes over, and it says there, Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels and have not charity, I am become a sounding brass or a tinkling cymbal. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understanding all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains and have not charity, I am nothing. Charity suffereth long and is kind. Charity envieth not. Charity vaunteth not itself, is not puffed up, doth not behave itself unseemly, seeketh not her own, is not easily provoked, thinketh no evil, rejoiceth not in iniquity, but rejoiceth in truth, beareth all things, believeth all things, hopeth all things, endureth all things. Bless him. Bless his wonderful name. Charity never faileth. But whether there be prophecies, they shall fail. Whether there be tongues, they shall cease. Whether there be knowledge, it shall vanish away. For we know in part, and we prophesy in part. But when that, is, then that which is perfect is come, then that which is in part shall be done away. I'm looking for that perfection, brothers and sisters, and I know you are. Let's really rip the roof off tonight let's really praise God from the bottom of our hearts you know if we feel low the best thing to do is to praise the Lord is to praise the Lord you know we don't know where he's leading us we don't we have no idea of his understanding but you know I thank God tonight that all things 
all things work together for God, work together for God, I wish I could get these teeth changed, work together for good to those that love God and are called according to his purposes. God bless you. Let's lift the roof off. done for us, set us at liberty, set, you know, brought us out of bondage. Oh, I thank God tonight for what he is to me, you know. It's so wonderful, and the word's so precious to us, and, and, you know, we love Jesus, we really love him, because it says heaven is at our disposal. When you think about heaven is at our disposal, everything that belongs to God is ours as his sons and daughters. You know, sometimes you can't understand it, but oh, the Lord's so real to us tonight. And you know, I do bless him. You know, we're having pretty, as I said a few a week or two ago, we're having some pretty hard times in our assembly, and they're really putting us through it, through these meetings. You know, uh, they can tell, I've told you, when we go to Piscot, and they know, and uh, this pastor's putting his hands on us, and uh, only so far and no farther, but... Praise God tonight, you know, 
there's a liberty in God. We feel that God's keeping us there for some purpose. And he's keeping us together. And these young people, I thank God tonight because God's liberating them, you know. And, and uh, quite a few of us have been bound for years. Uh, Pat, you know, uh, never been able to lift her feet off the ground. You know, Pat and Eric has come. And uh, God's really blessing them. And it's so wonderful. And I thank God tonight because, you know, he, he's... These traditions and these things that are, you know, binding us all the time. God's liberated us, beloved, you know, to, to praise him, bless his name. And, and it's, it's the praises of God that our pastor says, we don't want too much of it. He says, it's too much clapping and there's too much this and too much that. But I don't think you can ever do too much for God, can you? Praise the Lord, you know. It, it, it's... Uh, Oh, hallelujah, you know, and I do praise God tonight because he's liberated and set us free. And sons and daughters of God, you know, and, and we've been bought with a price, haven't we? And tonight I thank God because we belong to him. Amen. September the 9th, it, oh, it, that's a, a red letter day in your life, a new beginning, wasn't it? That's it, it's lovely. Well, you tell the people how lovely it is. 
Do what? She got baptised in the spirit of Pentecost. And she got saved as well. She got saved in the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Oh, thank you, Lily. She's hiding things from us, isn't she? Hey, now that you will be able to tell your pals now what's happened. Praise the Lord. Amen. Yeah, praise the Lord. She's all right. Praise the Lord. Now then, you tell us what it means to be saved, will you? I don't really know what to say. <laughs> well, I just feel good because he's saved me and I've come into his life. He's sent to me life. <laughs> um, I, f I felt good when uh, he was done to me because um, everybody was with me. And And have you got a chorus now you'd like us to sing? Have you got uh, one you'd like singing since Thursday? Um, I like, um, God's got an army, if you know it. Yes, yes, come on then. All these are going to help you to sing. Again, 
Yeah. Linda. Linda, and this is Louise. Well, praise the Lord. Give her Linda a clap. Thank you. Linda, to tell you Well, I can't praise God enough for the things he's done for me. Oh, it's been a marvellous experience. I've only been saved three years. But for him to do this for Louise, he's everything. You know, he was everything before that, but to do it to a child like this, it's something special. You know, I, I, I knew there was something with her. You know, you can feel the spirit. And I knew that she was interested, but I didn't think it'd happen this quick for her. So my only hope now is the rest of the family, you know, follow on. Because it's, I'd like, I'd like uh, my little boy to do it as well, you know, go through it. So I just can't praise him enough. I mean, he's done so much. And, you know, anybody who can't praise Jesus, well, you know, what do you say about them? Because he's, I mean, he's given every, everything for us. Everything that he could give, he's given. And if we can't give it back, well, we're poor people, aren't we? And I think we've got more to give than, than, than we have been giving. And I, for one, intend giving. He's like, I told you that last time. I definitely intend giving a lot more for God than I used to do. No more sitting in the seats and just sitting there and listening to the man. Because listening to the man's not the thing to do. It's just not the thing to do. You should listen to God all the time. And I think, I think if we do listen to man, we get sidetracked and we get hurt. We do get hurt a lot of the time. Me and my husband were both saved at the same time. And uh, I'm afraid because of a man, you know, he's gone a little bit off the way. And I feel sorry about that because I did, didn't listen to the man. I kept straight on forging ahead. It's been hard. It's been long, but it was worth it. But now I'm just praying that the Lord will bring them all in because there's no better life than Jesus. There's no better life than him. And, you know, if he, if he can do this, this for kids, it's just, just incredible. He must love us all very, very much. He really must love us. And, it, you know, for my part, I love him just as much back. And I can't wait for the day that we meet him, you know, because it's going to be like this every day then, isn't it? You know, so as I say, I can't do enough. So, you know, thank you for all being such a nice bunch of people. It's lovely to come and get the freedom once in a while, you know, because we, we have to sit in sort of a bondage where we are. It's not very nice sometimes. You think you want to get up and praise the Lord and dance and you put down slightly. But uh, it won't be that way forever. And... As Lily said, it will move where we are. It will move because I think we've all got the faith that it will move. And if you've got the faith, you can bring anything. You can bring anything because God believes. I, I believe that he thinks that if you've got the faith for him, he'll throw it out to you. And I think that's what he's doing. So I know that one day our, our little, little gathering place will get freed. You know, because mind you, we'll still come to Fiskerton. We'll still come to Fiskerton. But... I want it there as well because there's an awful lot of people there that are sitting in bondage even now. My husband's one of them. He couldn't do this. He couldn't come here and do this. I can't even get him here. And it's all because of a man. So please don't listen to men. Please don't listen to them because it's doing such dangerous harm. You know, they don't mean it. I don't think they mean it really. I think, you know, they just... You just don't know what they're doing half the time. But I listen to Jesus and I've listened to God and I've prayed about it and he's told me to go on this way. So as far as I'm concerned, this is a must. And if we can't do it, well, as I say, we're poor, aren't we? Because if he can throw that out to us, we should listen. So I'm glad, very glad that he's done this for her because it's, she might find it a bit rocky. She might find it a bit hard, the walk that she's going to have to take. But it's well worth it in the end. Well worth it. Linda, Lorraine. Lorraine, that's yeah. right. Praise the Lord. All the way from Scunthorpe tonight. That's right. Now then, Lorraine. Praise the Lord. 
Can you praise the Lord? Yeah, you get everybody to praise the Lord. Come praise on. the Lord, everyone. Come on. Come on, praise the Lord. Well, you're so mad to do it. You're so mad to do it. Come on, really enter in. Come on and have a good drink. Bless the Lord. Amen. Come on, everyone, and encourage Lorraine. Hallelujah. She needs encouragement tonight. Bless the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, oh, oh. 
what's the name, you know. Some of these times are the most precious times in your life, you know. It's not in excellency of words often that the Holy Spirit's moving in your life and heart. And they're precious times, very precious. I know I've had a lot of those times and the Lord's really done a, a real sweet and wonderful work. You know, it, it's really wonderful when the Holy Spirit starts to work on your heart and life like that and he does a real work inside and you can't tell in words you know until the Holy Spirit starts to move in that way and he's got so many wonderful lovely ways of moving in your heart and life and you know there was an answer to prayer in our home this week um, we was having problems with sharing and and uh, <clears throat> I stood at the phone one day when I rang the school and and I started to think, and I thought, well, Lord, and I was so determined in my heart, you know, I said, Lord, we're standing for truth and righteousness, Amen. and we're not having these things. And I was so determined in my heart, I thought, Lord, your words, if we trust you, and your words is yea and amen to them that believe, and your word can't lie, you honor your precious word. And I stood against the phone, and I said, Lord, your word is yea and amen to them that believe. Yes. And the power of God's greater than any other power that's here. And I bound things in the name of Jesus. And I said, thank you, Lord, for the victory. We're on the victory side. I was talking to Sharon. I said, Sharon, we're on the victory side. It doesn't matter what comes against you, dear. I said, you can put your trust in the Lord one more than 100%. I said, if everybody turns against you, you can still put your trust 100% in the Lord. I says, and we know what we're talking about because we've experienced it. I says, you put your trust in the Lord entirely, not in the arm of flesh, because I said, it'll fail you. But I said, if you fully trust in the Lord and wait patiently for him, I says, it doesn't always work. I says, often in my life, I've had to wait and trust the Lord more than 100% and wait patiently on him for days sometimes and weeks and months. But I says, I'll tell you this much, he'll never, never fail you. He cannot fail. I says, he can't fail. You know, and I, and I praise and thank the Lord. I said, Lord, we're on the victory side. It don't matter. We're still on the victory side. And I had such a determination in my heart, you know, and... Uh, it was wonderful, and on Friday when she came home, I said, well, <laughs> she says, well, it was a lot better, Mum. I says, well, there you are, what did I tell you? I says, you can always afford to put your entire trust in the Lord. I says, sometimes the experiences you go through are not very nice at all. I says, but you can still put your trust in the Lord 100%, and it don't matter what you go through, the Lord is more than always worthy to be praised. Bless him. Come on, come on, praise the Lord. Did you have to pick me? Couldn't you have waited while he'd gone along? Praise the Lord. There you go. Now then, that's it. I don't know if we'll be able to speak just at the moment, but um, it's very simple what I want to say. It's just that I've, I've reached, I've been saved eight months, and I've reached a stage now. I know I've got something that this world can't give me, and nobody can take it away. And it doesn't matter what, what trials I'm sent. When those saints go marching in, I'm going to be in that number. Amen. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen.
Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. That's it. As I say, I've, I've been saved not very long, but I've, I've had some trials. But there's a trial at the moment that um, a lot of you know I've applied for a job and it's very, very important to me. And I'm waiting to hear, you know, what goes on. But just today, I just had a blessing and I thought, well, it doesn't really matter because it doesn't matter what goes on in my life. It just doesn't really matter because I know what I've got is so real that it just doesn't matter what he sends me and it's up, it's up to him, it's all in his hands and uh, whether I get that job or not, it's, uh, it's all going to be alright, I know. Just... Amen, that's it, yes, amen. Something positive, praise the Lord, yes. Keep thanking him and praising him, amen, that's wonderful, bless him. We love him so much. Sandra, praise the Lord. Bless the Lord, Sandra. Amen. Yes, bless the Lord. Praise Him. Well, I, <laughs> I just thank the Lord. You know, I've come to thank Him every day of my life, just recently. Just, you know, um, I think you just get to a point, you know, in your life where you, you just don't care less what goes on, what you do during the day and all that. But um, all you do fix your eyes on is, you know, what's going to happen at uh, the end of all this, that Jesus will be waiting for you. And, you know, I was sat with Michael, well, not so long ago, watching a programme on the nuclear war. I don't know if anybody saw it. But it was showing you, you know, the people buying all these shelters and that, and how much money they were, and, you know, and when you come out, what will be there waiting for you? And Michael says, oh, they're an awful lot of money, you know. And I says, we don't need it. Well, I don't. I've got my shelter. You know, Jesus is there, and it, it ain't cost me, it ain't cost me thousands of pounds, and it ain't cost me the worry whether I can get into it quick enough, and uh, you know what will happen when I come out if I'll have any food, because I'll not be here, you know. And I, I, I just thought, you know, isn't it marvellous just to be able to think you haven't got the worries, you know? And um, quite a few people commented on it after. I know. Um, Michael's parents did and that and they were saying oh isn't it awful you know do you think we ought to get together and build one and, and what if we're you know you know they do think things like it's not funny to them really and what if we're without you and oh and I couldn't stand it you know if I if you know we come out and you want there and and I thought oh isn't it lovely Jesus you know I've got no worries whatsoever you know that no worries that when I crawl out, you know, what's going to happen, because I know my big shelter's just him, you know. And it's so marvellous, and I just thank him. And I just wish, you know, that I had a way of, of making him see what, you know, really, just a simple answer is, you know, but I know it's not just as simple for them, is it? You know, um, <clears throat> they can't just think, oh, well, it's not going to happen. Because I know it'll happen, you know, a lot, and... You know, a lot of people will say, oh, well, don't listen to it because it's not going to happen. But it's mentioned in the Bible, you know. And I, I was saying to Michael, all those years ago, I said, God knew this was going to happen. God wrote it all down for us and showed us. God knew this was going to happen. God wrote it all down and showed us. So and it's not till it's sort of coming that these words are coming out that we know that people are beginning to think, oh, well, you know, Perhaps he's right, and, and but he is right. He's told us it's all going to happen. It's no good pushing it to the back of the minds. 
but you know I don't let it worry me at all because I know that Jesus is going to have us in a safe shelter when it all happens and we've got nothing to worry about I just thank and praise him tonight for all that he's doing and, and um, you know people are in a lot of darkness these uh, years now and you can see the unsettledness you know in the world and, and nobody's sure of what's happening and oh but you know I just thank Jesus is solid, isn't he? Don't rise up like prices and then fall down one minute like prices. You know, he's just there and solid and we can rely on him. And it's, you know, it's just marvellous. And I, all I want to say is, you know, whatever goes on and, you know, whatever happens in the world, as long as we know that Jesus is there. Yeah, I, you know, I often sing that at home. I have an anchor. That keep, we have an anchor. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> we have an anchor that keeps our souls Set wrapped in shore while the billows roll Fast into the rock which cannot move Grounded firm and deep in the Saviour's course we all know that when we have young children we know and we think we, we can't help but think uh, of the future and, and I put myself in Sandra's place you know a, a few years ago how would I have felt and it's really done me good Amen. to see gra that Sandra is so grounded and looking for Jesus looking for his coming and uh, apart from all these dreadful things which we can't alter we, uh, none of us like nasty things to happen 
but we do know that Jesus is coming. down in Basildon and I went to their fellowship they have there and someone there um, read the scripture and it was it was really just for me you know it blessed um, the person that that read it but you know I really felt that it was for me I'll just read part of it it's in Proverbs 3 and it says my son forget not my law but let thine heart keep my commandments for length of days and long life and peace shall they add to thee. Let not mercy and truth forsake thee. Bind them about thy neck. Write them upon the table of thine heart. So shalt thou find favour and good understanding in the sight of God and man. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not on thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy path. In, in all your ways, acknowledge him. And you know, how easy is it not to acknowledge him in certain parts of your life? You know, say like at work, when you, when you do a job and you know it well and you feel very competent in what you're doing, how easy is it is to forget to include the Lord in that? You think, well, this is, this is my job and I know what I'm doing. And you know, but things can so easily go wrong if you don't include the Lord. You know... For several months now, I've been looking um, for a job in Basildon because, you know, as you know, I'm getting married next year. And, um, and it's all according to my plan. This is the way I thought it had to happen. And I'll be talking about a few temporal things, but I thought I needed to get a job before we could get a mortgage, before we could get a house, before we could get married. And this is the way that it works in the world, you know, and this is the way because of my understanding that I insisted that we should have to, have to do it. And I'd never mentioned it before in a meeting because, again, you know, I come to praise the Lord. And when you get up to testify, you want to talk about positive things. But, you know, this has been my testimony for so long. You know, just, just the yearning to just be, just to have the Lord's will, but to do things my way. And, you know, when that was read to me um, in the fellowship, it was only a very small fellowship, so I was able to, to the first time, confess the way I was feeling and that... I wanted, I came to a place where I could accept the way the Lord wanted it for me and for Andrew. And um, from that moment that I confessed it openly, you know, in front of people, uh, things have, you know, really begun to happen. And, and I just praise the Lord because um, we've been able to get a mortgage without me being there, without me having a job down there to go to. And um, we've got a house. Um, we just put a deposit on it and everything. But, you know, these things, they're important for, for us. But, you know, it's important that the Lord is right in the centre of it, you know, because it'll go wrong and it'll, it'll hurt you if, you, if, you, if, the, if the Lord isn't in the centre of everything. And, you know, it's really blessed me. You know, a little bit further on in, that, in this chapter, let me have a look. It says, um, if I can find it... Um, my son, despise not the chastening of the Lord, neither be wary of his correction. For whom the Lord loveth, he correcteth, even as the father the son in whom he delighteth. And you know, he does, you know, 
you think he's hurting you. You really think you really think he's hurting you, and you think, why, Lord, why am I made to go through all this? You know, but it's only because he loves you, and he wants you to see that the way, his way can be your way. And you know, and it's marvelous because I've had so many blessings since I realised this. You know, in this last couple of weeks. And um, even if the house falls through, which, you know, it could do because, you know, these do things, things do happen. I know that I've got to trust in the Lord and that his way will be my way and Andrew's way. And that will start us off on a good, good, happy life in the Lord. Amen. Amen. I thought I'd go now for this tonight. I've sneaked up once. No worries to say, really, you know. It's just wonderful, you know, it's just wonderful to know that you're saved, you know, and to feel that you're saved, you know, and to feel that spirit moving within you, you know, it, it's wonderful. I was reading a book the other week and it, it said, uh, this man said, he said, if, if God should take away his Holy Spirit, you know, out of the world, it says 95% of the work said to be done in the Lord's name and still carry on because it isn't being spirit led and I thought Lord would I still carry on if you took your Holy Spirit away from me and it made me really think within myself you know was I spirit led was I doing things his way and we're back to this thing again but you know it's it is important that God's centre of our lives and that you know it is easy to to put things on one side you know, when you're so busy, you know, uh, you know, for the last month or so, things have been happening in our house. We've had people coming and going and all sorts of things. And it's so easy to get sidetracked and, and you know, family and, and things can, can take over. And you can seem to push the Lord on one side. And last week I was, you know, visiting my sister who lives, you know, in, in Wales. Um, you know, the life, you know, like she isn't saved and, and nothing. And it really shook me up, you know, the way of life. You know, with, until I only see her for flitting visits here and there. But went staying with her for a week and the way of life. And I thought, oh Lord, I couldn't live like that. I couldn't live here and I couldn't do this and I couldn't do that. You know, it really brought home to me how precious the Lord was. And I thought, how, you know, um, in every small little thing, he's there. And, you know, you can call on him. It was just wonderful. You know, I got a small testimony, you know, a few weeks back. And, you know, I was having a bath. And, and I found a lump under my arm. And, oh, it really panicked me, you know, at first. Because you see so many things. You know, and I thought, oh, Lord, whatever's that, you know. And, um, you know, now I can, you know, it's okay. But I thought, whatever is it? And something sprung up in me and I thought, I'm not standing for that. And that can go. And I, you know, and it, and I was telling Linda this and she was laughing about it. And I kept saying, I'm telling you, you're not staying here. I kept talking to this lump. <laughs> I kept saying, I'm not standing for you, like, I thought, I'm not standing for this, I thought, I'm a child of the king, and you're not staying there, <laughs> and you know, and I, I kept telling it, I thought, no, I'm not having it, I don't care what it is, whether it's just a gland or something come up, or, or whatever it is, I thought, I'm not standing for it, it's going, and I, I know, and I thought, anyhow, I was telling, and the thing went, 
And I thought, praise the Lord. And I was really thrilled with that. <laughs> but, you know, and Linda was on about, we went to meeting and I was meeting Linda and we were talking before the meeting started about healing. And I was telling her about this. And I told the thing, it got to go. I told her it was not staying there, it got to go. Well, I went home next morning, I was going up for work, and lo and behold, I found another one under the other arm. <laughs> I thought, no, I thought, you know, you know, you hear so many things about, you know, lumps and bumps, and oh, I thought, that's just that old, old man. I thought, that's just that old man again, telling me about, about this, you know, telling you about that lack, you know, I'll put, you know, put you down again. So, and I thought, well, that's how I just told Linda the night before the thing had gone and got the thing back again. So I thought, no, if there isn't the old man having a go, no, and you can laugh about it. And, but, you know, these, I thought it was really serious. It really worried me at first, you know. But, you know, and, and I did the same again. And thank God that they've all gone. <laughs> no, it was really wonderful. It really blessed me. I thought, you know, even simple things like that, you know, people think they are, you know, oh, well, Anybody could have that, and it's probably just nothing. But it really worried me. And I thought, oh, you, it could be anything. <laughs> but I praise God because he does understand us, and he does know everything about us. And I thought, you know, he knows what worries us, and he knows what matters us. But, you know, he knows every mortal thing, and, he, you know, he knows his art, and even the, the small everyday things that we think nobody cares about. And yet he does, and he's always there, and, oh, you know... It really blesses me that he's involved in every little thing, everything. You know, you know, I wouldn't be without him tonight. You no, know, I often go away from meetings and I feel so dissatisfied. I know we've had a blessing and it felt real good, and yet I think there's so much more. You know, and that's my desire tonight. I want more of Jesus, more and more and more. You know, I want more of Jesus than I've ever had before. More of his great love. You know, I want that to be spirit-led. You know, and as that chorus finishes off, it says, so I'll give him more of me. You know, I thought the only way to get more of God is to give him your all. And we were talking before we come about laying every mortal thing on the altar. You know, whatever you hold precious in your sight, God will put his hand on it. It seems that everything, we were talking, I was in a book about a young girl who collected glass. And it says, even that, you know, a glass collection, and God put his hand on it, you know, because, you know, he wasn't having first place in her life. And I thought, oh, yes, Lord, you know, creating me a clean heart, oh, Lord, you know, oh, I just want to be his, you know, his forever only his, that's all I want tonight. I just want Jesus, you know, to have his way in me, and that's all I want, you know, his way. And I just thank him tonight, you know, that we can come and we can worship and we can praise because he's worthy to be praised. Oh, just bless him.
know I'm glad he's Lord in my life. You know, um, the other week I've been praying about something that had been trouble, troubling me. And, um, and then this last week something happened and, um, and I thought, and I don't like that. And instantly, it was as if God said to me, you prayed about that situation and I'm answering it. And all right, you may, maybe don't like it, but it's the way that it's got to be. And you know, we often ask him for things, don't we? And then when we get the answer, we don't really like it. But you know, I'm, I'm so glad that he is Lord in my life and that the only thing that really matters is that I go on with him. Because if I go on with him, no matter what else happens, it doesn't matter, it isn't important. You know, we came back from holiday, and we'd had a lovely holiday, and um, as soon as we got back, things started to happen, things that weren't really very nice at all. But you know, God has given me a wonderful peace, and a wonderful, and it's something, because I'm the sort of person, you know, that worries, Mick says, even when I've got nothing to worry about. I, I do whittle about things, but you know, I haven't been able to worry not one little bit about this thing because I know that no matter what, whatever the outcome, it's all right. Because if things, if we could, you know, if you're not careful, you can make things greater than God and he is Lord above all isn't he so nothing can come into our lives and touch us nothing can come and and you've sort of I mean I haven't felt very well all week but it doesn't matter it's not important because he is Lord above all and I rebuked it and told it to go and it didn't go but it doesn't matter because he is still Lord above all and he is the most important thing in my life and all these things are really just immaterial aren't they and I just thank him tonight because he's so wonderful well I don't think there's very much to add to all this what Karen said and everything just that you know I agree with everything that they've said and I think God's been telling me recently you know that he ought to be the centre of my life and other things have been, you know, becoming more important. And I know God's telling me this and, and gradually, well, you know, things are happening now and I just feel, you know, that I'm going on with the Lord more than I have been, or, you know, of recently. I'm just thanking for everything that he's doing and showing me at the moment and, you know, I just love him and thank him for being, you know, such a, a loving sort of, friend and father and I just thank him for that you know that he, he does he still loves us and he's, he's the same you know it's us that change and you know that he's the same every day you know the same Jesus that was yesterday today and forever you know and I just bless him for that and thank him and I love him bless him thank praise Lord amen well it says that Confession is good for the soul, and uh, I suppose a lot of people think it's confessing maybe all the bad things you've done and you know getting it off your chest, as it were, you know. But you know, I've found a, a confession that's good for my soul, and that's confessing Jesus Christ. And you know, we all seem to have been through the mill, as it were, listening to everybody speaking, you know, and I've been one of them, and you know. By last night, you know, I really felt that, I felt that low, I was hurting, 
I felt that low, it was hurting me physically. And, uh, and I said, oh, I'm so sad, Lord, and I was really sad. And I had a bit of a cry and that, and you know, and I couldn't seem to sort myself out. And I was, you know, trying to trust in the Lord and all this. And then Jackie came round. Well, Jackie's never been round before, and she was a bit sheepish and looked round the door. Anyway, I welcomed her. She'd only come for five minutes and she didn't leave till half past ten. But, uh, you know, Jackie, when I thought about it after, Jackie never said anything, really. But, you know, I ministered to myself. <laughs> you know, as I began to confess, um, you know, uh, that, you know, it says, you should know the truth and the, tr and the truth shall set you free. Well, I do know the truth, but it does you good to confess it because yes. then that's good for your soul. Yes. And it did me good. And, you know, although, you know, I really thank the Lord that Jackie did come round because, you know, people think that, that they can't be of any use because, um, you know, as Rose says, that they're not eloquent of speech sort of thing. People say to me, oh, I'm not like you. You can say things and you can talk. You know, but talkers sometimes have to talk themselves into things. And, you know, it did me good, you know, to confess, you know, the things that are new and the promises of God. And, you know, when she left, I felt that much stronger, you know, and, and that much fuller. And I thought, well, you know, it's a personal walk, isn't it? You know, as Linda was saying, you know, we don't have to look to any man or to sort of, although we take courage from one another, that, you know, that really we just rely on the Lord and it's not... You know, you and somebody else, it's you and Jesus. You know, it says in the Bible, what think ye of Christ? You know, we can't go along on anyone else's experience or anything. It's got to be yours. And, you know, if I was thankful for anything last night, it was just that I knew I was saved and born again. And that was my testimony and my experience. And, you know, as I talked myself into it, you know, but and I thank the Lord for his grace. And for the Holy Spirit, you know, as he ministers to, you're not always in words, but, you know, as I'd had a weep and I was washing up, you know, and thinking about things and I felt so sad. And this song kept coming to me. Trust in the Lord and don't despair. He is a friend so true. Thank you, Jesus. That's lovely. Well, my confession is tonight, uh, all your testimonies have done me good. Yeah, they have. They've thrilled me ever so much just listening to you, you know, especially to you younger people. I think 
this has been the cry of our heart, you know, that God would do a deep work in every one of us, especially, you know, there's so much to attract the young people today, that all the joys of the world and the bright lights and the club lights and, and the disco nights and all these, but you know, um, when Rose said that, you know, it, it touched me that when she said, you know, we stand for truth. We stand for truth, and this is it, you know, that what, what God has done in us is very precious, and we should be very, you know, we should treat it as a very precious thing, not just to put ourselves in anywhere, in any position, and uh, just go here, there, and everywhere, and let anything touch our soul. You know, when we have anything precious, we treat it with care, and we look after it. And, you know, God has done a very precious work in every one of our hearts and every one of our lives. And we should be thankful every moment of the day, you know, to thank God for the preciousness of the precious blood of Jesus. And, and you know, to confess before him, Lord, I'm not going to put myself in that position nor I'm not going to let this touch my life because you, I'm so precious to you, you know. It took such a lot to, to buy uh, this soul of mine it took the lifeblood of Jesus and it's very precious. But you know, tonight I was quite content to sit and listen to every one of you. But you know, the, the chorus that thrilled me so much tonight was, We have an anchor that keeps our soul said fast and sure while the billows roll. But you know, I believe just as I speak at this moment, I don't know whether it's here or whether it's somebody on the tape, you know, they're needing Jesus tonight. It's just that God is going to reach out to somebody and touch your heart tonight. You know, some time ago, um, a very dear friend of mine who was full of cancer and um, he died of the disease and he used to send for me to pray for him or pray with him. Um, and I was never happy. You know when you can pray with people but there's no peace in you that they really got right with God. And then when he died, his, his widow used to ask us to go and visit her and we used to pray with her and I used to talk straight to her, you know, that you need Jesus in your life because unless you're born again, it's no good, all these prayers are no good. And she always used to turn around with these words and say, you know, I believe in God. She always used to end up with them, well, you know, I believe in God. Well, just a few days ago, she died also, and, and I didn't feel any peace about it at all, because she, oh, she would say, well, I believe in God. Well, you know, the Word of God says these words. Ye believe in God, you do well. The devils also believe, but they tremble. You know, and as we were singing that chorus tonight, we have an anchor that keeps our soul. Well, I'll tell you something about something that happened in real life just a, uh, some time ago, some months ago. You may think it's funny and you may laugh at it, but it's not funny in a spiritual sense. Uh, Sandra's husband, Michael, and um, his father and, and his mother and quite a group of them. They belong to one of these boat clubs, you know. They, and they, like, they have a boat of their own and they like to get on the Trent and all these rivers. And they've, they've got sort of a, a, a social life among themselves where they gather together at weekends and they, they all gather on the boats and they have the fellowship together and the drinking parties and eating and all this. Well, evidently one man uh, is elected for a term of office and he's known as the Commodore. 
Well, the Commodore, everybody looks up to him, you see. I suppose he's the bloke who wears all the gold braid and it's an honorary position. Well, they all get their boats round us and wherever he goes, they all seem to follow him and, and waddle on. But everybody looks up to this man. Well, Michael come home one weekend and he couldn't stop laughing. Because he said, you know, there there was, he says, the Commodore stood there with all his braid and he got his anchor and he was stood at the front of the boat and all eyes was on him, you see, all waiting for his boat to stop. And he says, all of a sudden, he says, all with his pomp and ceremony, he threw his anchor overboard. Well, you know what happened, don't you? He hadn't got a line attached to it. (laughs) Well, the thing was that all of them spent the rest of the day fishing... (laughs) fishing the bottom of the river to try and find that man's anchor. Well, can you imagine how that man must have felt standing there in all his pride and all his pomp and all his ceremony, standing there for the moment when he anchored his boat only to throw it over and a dirty big splash and nothing more. The boat just drifted on. Well, You know, beloved, the awfulness of it is, is that so many people in life say, I believe in God. I believe in an anchor. I believe in these things. But you know, beloved, what really matters is that we are fastened to that anchor. And that we can say from the bottom of our heart, I have an anchor that keeps my soul steadfast and sure while the billows roll. Because, you know, when this short life of ours is finished, at the end of it all, there's nothing without Jesus. And I'll tell you something else. In this life, there's nothing without Jesus. You know, and I'll tell you this tonight, I'd recommend him to anybody tonight. What I want to say, if you're saying in your own heart, well, it's all right, I believe in God. But I want to say to you tonight, we do stand for the truth. Brother, sister, it's not enough to believe in God. You must know him as your Lord and your Saviour. You must know a time in your life where you confess that you was a sinner and needed Christ in your heart and in your life. There must be a time when you feel that you really need Jesus. There must be a time in your life where you reach out and cry out to God that he would come in and be your Lord and your Saviour. And I want to tell you this, that the moment that God touches your life and he becomes a reality to you, he'll just thrill the innermost parts of your being. He'll just bless you and lead you on in him to pastures green. And I tell you tonight, he's lovely. And I can recommend him to anybody. He is is so precious tonight. And, you know, I can say this, that he thrills me every moment of the day. And he's doing more and more and more in my heart and in my life over these past few days. And even today, you know, I could feel things coming against me and trying to depress me. But, you know, inside I could feel all the preciousness of the presence of God. And it's lovely, you know. Oh, it's lovely, you know. It is. It's lovely to know Jesus as your Lord and Saviour. But, you know, tonight, if you're without a Lord and if you're without a Saviour, I just ask you to give your heart to him and give him a try in your life and you find it so sweet and so precious. He is lovely. But, you know, I thank God for all you young people. I thank God for your testimonies that God is leading you on. 
in greater things, in deeper things, in higher things, bless him, because he does love you and you are very precious to him. It's thrilled me to hear you say how you're reading the word and it's becoming a life to you. Well, it is to me, it is to so many of us, the word of God is becoming alive to us in a new and a more precious way to lead us on and to give us a, a greater joy and a greater freedom in the realms of the spirit than we've ever had before. Well, praise the Lord. Thank you for your testimonies. You've done me good tonight. And I just pray that God will continue to bless you. And you know, tonight, well, there's, well, there's still plenty of time. And, you know, this is your meeting tonight. It's your meeting. It's not ours. It's already been said, said very often, you know, I stand up and Albert stands up and somebody else stands up and we keep pouring it all out. But it's in you tonight and we want to hear from you. If you're not saved yet tonight, well, you stand up and say you're not and we'll pray for you and we'll, we'll just ask God to come into your heart. And if you're sick tonight, we'll pray for you. And if God is really moving in your heart and thrilling you, well, we want to hear about it. I want to hear about it. That God is blessing your life. But you know, just let's stand up here and uplift Jesus. Let's stand up here and uplift the name of Jesus. Don't let's uplift anybody else and don't let's downcast anybody else. Don't let's downcast any other denomination or anybody. You know, God's shown me and is showing me more and more just lately. Don't press other people down. Don't look at their failings. Don't testify, don't testify about their failings and what they haven't come to. Just uplift the name of Jesus. Just let's tell everybody about Jesus. And you know, it's like the people who, who we worship with when they're not going on with God. Let's tell them about the goodness of God and what God is doing in, in our hearts and in our lives. And you know, when they begin to see it, when they begin to see it, then they'll begin to believe it. You know, as um, David Willers, and I couldn't understand it once, when he, David Willers, when... Uh, when he first got saved, his, his dad was an old brethren, you know. And, he, and, and David's dad used to keep telling him about the Lord and that he needed a Lord and a Saviour. Anyway, eventually David got saved. And he went running home to his dad one night and he says, Dad, Dad, I've got saved. Well, David thought that his dad was going to fall over head, in, head over heels and roll all over the floor and be so excited. But he said, do you know, all he said to me was, We'll see. We'll see. That's all he said. he said. And it took him back. He said, I thought my dad was going to be so excited. But he said, we'll see. We'll see. And you know, this is the same in our lives, isn't it? That the Holy Spirit can be seen in our lives. That we can say so many things. We can stand up here and, and say an abundance of words. But you know, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. And when we go back to other people, you know, when we go back to our, our assembly and say, you know, oh, I went to Fiskerton last night and oh, it was so marvellous, God fired me up. You know, there's something sometimes in them that says, we'll see. We'll see. You know, our lives just need to draw these people nearer to God and to show forth the love, the understanding and the preciousness of Jesus. This is what he wants to do in our hearts. As Chris spoke the other week, I don't suppose I took a lot of notice of what he was saying. I, I listened to the bits I wanted to listen to. But you know, when I got home, 
You know what I heard him say? God is the source of your supply. And it began to thrill me. It came alive inside me. You know, God is the, 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 the source of my supply. And it made me put off all sorts of things. All, all sorts of things that were beginning to get hold of me. And I'll tell you, Chris, that one of the things that was getting hold of me was the fact that the, save, the savings that, that we'd had over all the years was so, running out so fast, I was beginning to worry about them. You know, that we had a few hundred pounds in the bank and suddenly it was going out faster than water could get out of a, a sluice gate. It was running out and I was beginning to worry about it. And it even took out a, another insurance for when I retired, just so it would give me a bit of extra pension when I retired. But, you know, I, I'm thrilled tonight that God said through another brother that I'm your source of supply, Fred. Never mind about your bank account. Never mind about your insurance. It just cash them in, chuck them away, you know, don't despair, oh praise the Lord, hallelujah, and you know, this is the God we want to keep testifying about, isn't it, keep testifying about the positive thing, never mind about that that's negative, oh praise the Lord, he's a wonderful God tonight, and it's so thrilling, so thrilling, and if you've got, oh praise the Lord, hallelujah, yes, and Yes, and, and that was the other thing, you know, that, you know, that, that, you know, that, 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 that it, it's been like, it, it, at, at the, just in the background, you know, just in case, just in case, there was always, I kept a source of supply of these tablets at home, it, it wasn't to, to cure some condition that I had, but it, it was in case a certain condition that I had was to flare up. But I admit, you see, although I was saying I trusted in God, and I did trust him, bless him, and I still do, there was always this little, you know, just in case, just in case. And uh, what brought that about was listening to this brother on a tape talking uh, about um, how we build a city, you know, after God has promised. And he was talking about Cain after he'd slain Abel. And Cain said to God, you know, he said, God, you know, God had said to him, right, well, you know, off you go, flee. And he said, ah, but Lord, look at, look at the awfulness. There's a, when men see me and they know what I've done, they'll take me life, they'll slay me. And so God said, oh, all right, I won't put too much on you then. He said, I'll, I'll, I'll put a mark on you. And every man will know that you're mine. I'll take care of you. He promised to take care of him. And he said, you know, as we read this scripture, he said, it, it, we miss the most important part. And this is where I thank God for the word of God that I've never understood. But you see, it became alive. You know, I've said here, haven't I, that I've been asking God, Lord, where are the apostles and the prophets and the teachers? You know, to, because it's the, you've said you've set these men in the church. But as I began to listen to the man who, who is a, a real Holy Ghost teacher, and I listened to him, he said, you know, it says, it looks, just read the story, that he went and he built a city. And he said, whenever a man built a city, or when they built cities, the foundation cities, they always built a wall around them. And he said, that was rank apostasy. God has said, I'll look after you. And, and put a mark on him and immediately he went and built a city and put a wall around him. He said, I know God said he'll look after me because the mark is put on me, but just in case he doesn't, we'll build a wall. 
Well, it wasn't funny to me because God spoke to me at that point, you see, that I promised there's a mark on you. I filled you with the Holy Ghost. There's a mark on you. I'll look after you. I'm the source of your supply. But I built a city. Just in case God didn't. There was that supply of tablets. These very powerful painkillers. I remember the first time a nurse put them in my hand. He was a male nurse. And he, and he put these and he said. I was in the hospital. With, and I was in terrible agony. And he said well if, look just take these two tablets. And I took the two tablets. And I didn't know what there was in them days. And as I took them he said right. Happy seventh heaven. And walked away from me. And I found what it meant then. Because suddenly I was floating on another cloud. And, a, and somebody was laid in a bed with terrible pain. But it wasn't me. I couldn't care less. But you know, after I'd listened to this, God brought back to me again. I'm the source of your supply. And you know it, that I'd built a city around me. And I went home and I got down on my knees and I confessed it before the Lord. And I took the whole lot and I flushed them down the toilet. And from that moment on, I've not had backache, no kidney pain or anything else. But what had, you know, only this morning that I'd testified so many times, it tried to come back again this morning, this backache was coming. And just like has already been said, I said, I'm not having you. You're not going to attach yourself to my body. You don't belong to me. You can go where you like. You can attach yourself anywhere you like, but not me. You don't belong to me. I belong to Jesus and away it went well praise the Lord you know thank you Lord for reminding us again he is the source of our supply and God is very jealous of our love I'm sorry I've gone on so long but you know praise the Lord God is the source of your supply and no matter what you have need of God will supply and what he doesn't supply oh you jolly well didn't have need of Praise the Lord. He didn't say he'd give you everything that you wanted. But whatever we have need of, he'll supply. And God has edged you about tonight. And he won't let anything that's not of him. Don't let any fear enter your heart. Because God won't let anybody or anything touch your soul. You are precious to the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Well, it's because God is the source of our supply that I've had to get up. Um... And I want to encourage you, you know, those of you who maybe come to the meetings sometimes and you go out, you think, well, nothing's happened. Well, last week when I came in, there was a wonderful spirit on the meeting, a lovely time of worship. And I was down there and I was determined to get something from God. And I just opened my heart up before the Lord. I just told him to do whatever he felt I needed doing in my life. And I knew, I knew that I wouldn't feel anything. I don't know how, but I knew I wouldn't feel anything. But deep down inside, I knew, uh, I could hear Henry saying, um, it'll be a delayed reaction, you'll get something later. And sure enough, I did. Now, I couldn't tell you what happened. I just don't know what's happened. I just know that something did. Because it's been a smashing week. Everything has just been so lovely. I haven't been anywhere haven't done anything. And when some, a brother came on Tuesday and asked me if I'd pray for him, all I could say to him was, I don't know what happened to me on Saturday, but something did. Because I felt a quiet peace inside that I'd never felt before. Well, the reason I've got up is because I want you to pray for somebody. 
I was walking around the street yesterday. Uh, in May, I was brought into contact with a neighbour. I know her, but not particularly well. But she's been on the verge of a nervous breakdown. And this has been going on for about 18 months. And she got to the stage where she was quite prepared to commit suicide. And the neighbour fetched me. And I had a chat with her. And uh, I talked her into going to see the herbalist. Because she was taking, I don't know how many tablets a day, but she, she ought to have rattled. Well, I talked her into going to the herbalist. And I, and I've been praying for her quietly, you know. And uh, yesterday I was walking around the street and somebody shouted me and I went to this car and it was this woman. And I don't know why, but I had such a feeling inside and such a wonderful opportunity to tell her that the Lord could heal. And she said to me, if it hadn't have been for you, I wouldn't be here now. I said, rubbish. And I went on to tell her, the Lord opened the way to tell her how he, he healed Peter three years ago in September. And I, it was just so simple. It was just an opportunity to talk to her. But, you know, as I walked away from that woman, she just said to me, I wish you'd pray for me. Now, if you knew what sort of a woman she was and what sort of a life she's lived, and she'd been on, um, I don't know what the tablets were, but she was having two, four times a day, so that she got in such a state she couldn't get out of the chair. She just took the tablets and went to sleep, took the tablets, and that was the story of her life. She couldn't even go out. She wouldn't dare go out the house. And, and she just said to me, I wish you'd pray for me. Now, in the course of the conversation, she said the herbalist had said to her, you know, I can't work miracles. And something inside me said, no, but God can. And as I walked away from her, I told Peter this, I shared it with him when I got home. I said, as I walked home, I just knew I'd got to ask the Fiskerton folks to pray for her. Because I said to Peter, all right, we can pray. And God can do something. It might just be a, a gentle, uh, steady healing. But I wanted to prove to her that God can do miracles. I really did. And I felt God say, go and ask those folks to pray. Because when I see that woman healed, I want to see her healed immediately. So I can go to her and, see, and say to her, you see, he healed my husband. And I told her other people that God had healed. And she was so interested. And she said, I wish you'd pray for me. And I wanted to see that God can work miracles. And I believe God can heal this woman. Oh, I really, really believe it. And if God ever spoke to me, he spoke to me yesterday. And he said, go and ask the Fiskerton folks to, to pray for me. Her name's Olive. And I just know that the Lord wants you to pray for her. I, w I wish you would. Uh, just pray for her now. Uh, and, uh, and ask the Lord to do a miracle in her life. Do a miracle that the Lord would heal her immediately. I've seen this woman for nearly two years and, and I've had nervous trouble so I can enter into it. I've seen a psychiatrist. I've been in a state where I wanted to commit suicide and my heart just goes out to these people because when you've experienced it yourself, you know, sometimes God allows us to go through these experiences to help other people. And I've had such an encouragement tonight with these young kids' testimonies. And, and as I've listened, it's built my faith up to such a pitch, I just felt, Lord, I know you can do it. I've not got a doubt that you can do it. And I just want you to pray for Olive, that the Lord will do a miracle, and she'll see what God can really do. Amen. Bless him. Praise him. Amen. Amen. We're going to join hands. Bless the Lord. Hallelujah. 
Amen. Bless the Lord. Come on. Uh, amen. Bless the Lord. Come on, everyone. Without exception, bless the Lord. Bless you tonight, Lord. Amen. God has given you the prayer language of the Spirit. Hallelujah. Come on and bless the Lord. There is a Spirit of the Lord begins to move on your heart. Bless the Lord. Lift him up. Hallelujah. Come on and let the Spirit move and flow. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We thank you, Father. Hallelujah. We thank you, Jesus. Heavenly Father, we thank you tonight for Jesus. We thank you, Lord, tonight that by his stripes are we healed. We thank you, Father, because you're a miracle working God. And we pray just now for this lady. We pray, oh God, that you'll move in her life in such a way that she shall never be the same again. Lord, we pray that you'll save her soul, that you'll heal her body, that, Lord, you'll take possession of her very being, Lord. Oh, Father, in the name of Jesus, we claim deliverance. We claim deliverance, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Oh, we thank you, Lord, that you said by his stripes, are you healed? Hallelujah. Oh, by his stripes are we healed. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. These signs shall follow them that believe. They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Hallelujah. They shall take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. Oh, we thank you tonight, Father, because you're wonderful. Oh, hallelujah. We thank you for everyone that's been here tonight, Lord. Bless every home. Lord, that's represented here. Lord, we thank you for the testimony. We thank you for the song and your precious word to our hearts, Lord. We thank you for the fellowship that we've had with you and one with another. Praise your wonderful name. Accept of our thanks, Lord. And of a truth, we can say it was good that we went to the house of the Lord. Praise thy wonderful name. Bless everyone, Lord. And thank you, Lord, for bringing them along. Hallelujah. Praise your wonderful name. Grant each one traveling mercies, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In the wonderful name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.